John fifteen thirteen. Greater the love hath no man this is, that a man lay down his life for his friends.
like to welcome everybody this morning. We appreciate being here, and we appreciate the kids singing this morning. It's, it's just a blessing to come in here and see that many kids and them singing. And, uh, it just I enjoyed it this morning. We got a great crowd this morning. I appreciate everybody making an effort to be here. And uh, you know, Sunday school is very important, and I'm glad people make an effort to be here. We're just looking forward to having a great day in the Lord, and just uh, pray He passes by this morning. And uh, I'm asking Brother Jeremy to dismiss Sunday school. I sat in there uh, after the kids quit singing. It getting about time for me to get up here, and I, I went, like I said, now I know why Truman does that all the time. <laughs> but uh, I told Blaine out in the foyer, I said that. There's a lot in this lesson, and there's a lot that I don't know, and there's some that I've got ideas on and don't know how to, how to explain them. So uh, we need your help, and we need the Lord's help. It's, uh, it's a hard matter. hard on the flesh, I guess would be the way to put it, to try to get ourselves where God can use us. And uh, uh, so we need your prayers. Our, our lesson this morning's let me get this. Uh, we're in Galatians, the third, starting in the third chapter, the 23rd verse. And we're going down through 
chapter 4, verse 7. And uh, you pray for us. And uh, <clears throat> the title of the lesson is Freedom as an Heir. And uh, but we're still, we're starting out in this 23rd chapter, still talking about the law a little bit. And uh, uh, a lot of people have the idea that when Jesus died, the law was done away with. No, the, law, the law wasn't done away with, it was fulfilled. And uh, Jesus was come into the world to become our sacrifice. And uh, he died, he took the place, he took our place because the penalty, uh, the wages of sin is death and we were ever one under that, under that penalty. We were ever one uh, had sin in our lives and, and the, the penalty was death. Jesus come out of, out of heaven with no sin, never, 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 and this is, this is mind-boggling. It's beyond me. It's beyond any human imagination, I guess. But Jesus never had any sin at all, never even thought about it, and uh, was lived perfect. And I can't get through an hour. Uh, so we we were ever one full of sin and under the under the curse of death because of sin, and Jesus come and was became our sacrifice. Now, back uh, before Jesus come, when they, the high priest would go in every year with a into the Holy of Holies to make a sacrifice. Now, he made a sacrifice for himself and for the people. He, was, he had sin in his life. He couldn't make a perfect sacrifice. But he'd go, he'd go in and make a... And it, it said the Spirit... Now listen, this is in Hebrews probably somewhere. I'm, but it said the Spirit thus signifying that the way into the holiest of all, and I can't quote this word for word, had not yet been made perfect, something on that order, that don't, that means, all that means is Jesus hadn't come in the flesh yet. The way was made, and it, it wasn't, it wasn't made, so we could see it clearly. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot about it I don't see clearly now, and we've got all the all this book to go by. But the way was not not made perfect, because Jesus hadn't come yet. But it was, and I don't know that I may be using the wrong word there. But I, but 
the way was made before the foundation of the world. It wasn't complete till Jesus completed it on the cross. But you can go back in the book of Zechariah, in the 14th chapter of Zechariah, he said that there was a fountain opened in Jerusalem, part flowed to the former sea and part to the hinder sea. The blood of Christ cleanseth from all sin. And that's from beginning to end. The law, and, and we've, I've, every one of us has talked about the law here the last month or so. Have some, somewhere through the lesson said the law never did take away sin. The law having a shadow of good things to come. It was pointing us to Jesus. And that's in this lesson today. It was pointing us to Jesus, but it never did take away no sin. It had its part in it. It, it, was, it was to let us know that we was lost and we needed a Savior, and it pointed us to Jesus. And it's still doing that same job. Jesus fulfilled the sacrificial part of the law now. And he fulfilled this one too. And that's fulfilled down in my soul. He made my soul perfect. And, and the Bible said we're kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Uh, and uh, anyway, let's, let's get to this lesson. The 23rd verse of the third chapter. Well, let me, I want to read the 22nd verse. But the scripture hath concluded all under sin that the promise by faith of Jesus Christ might be given to them that believe. He concluded. In other words, the law told us we were sinners, and the gospel, when it come to us, told us Jesus could take care of that. And uh, uh, God, and and that's been that's been the that's been the case. If, if you'll have it, and a lot of people won't have it, but that's been the case. Since the Garden of Eden, God gave Adam a law and he broke it. And, and God come looking for him said, Adam, where art thou? Now listen, in the garden, the Bible said the tree of life was there. That's Jesus. And it also said the tree of knowledge of good and evil, that's the law. The law concluded all, everybody under sin. But the tree of life is for the, the healing of the nations. In other words, if you, can, if you can take of the tree of life, you can have everlasting life. That's Jesus. Has to be. And uh, he told them, don't, don't you eat of the, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. That as soon as you do, you're going to die. Sin revived and I died when, when, I, when God got a hold of me down in here and told me I was lost. 
Sin revived and I died. I became dead in trespasses and sin until, and I, that might have been for 15 or 20 minutes, I don't know. Uh, I kind of resisted. I did resist. And uh, stood back and held onto the bench and, and had already made up my mind I wasn't going. And there's a good chance. I don't know. I don't know how the outcome would have been if I if I, if I'd have done bad different. But there's a good chance I might have done that if Edna hadn't Edna Mason hadn't come to me that morning. And just enough help, God sent just enough help to change my mind. She stuck her hand out, said, "Do you need to go pray?" And I come out of there. And the Lord saved me. Best day of my life. Following up on the worst day of my life. In the same day. When God told me I was lost, it was the worst day of my life. When He picked me up and set my feet on the solid rock and spoke peace to my soul, that's the best day of my life. And I'm still in that one. And that one will never end. I think I try to imagine sometimes what heaven will be like, and and it's beyond imagination. But I I I go back in my mind sometimes and think of some real good services I've been in when the spirit was way up high and God was setting me way up on a mountain, and that's just a little taste of what heaven's going to be like, and that's going to be all the time. I went to a Revival meeting in a church over here in the south end one time. I don't I don't remember which church it was, but they was four or five of us from from Albert Street went over there, and I was I was just a teenager at the time I think. But they had a they had a hallelujah meeting. People shouting all over the house, and the and the the house was packed. People standing around the walls, and. Uh, Somebody, I believe it was some people got saved. I, I can't remember for sure, but I do remember when the service was over and the pastor got up and he said, we couldn't stay in the spirit like this all the time. If we did, he'd kill us. This body couldn't stand it. We'd forget to eat. We'd forget to sleep. And, and uh, it, it'd just kill this body. It, it ain't made for that. But another good thing, he's going to change our vile body and make it like unto his glorious one, and we'll have a body that will be able to stand it in heaven. And that's, that's beyond me. The older I get, the more aches and pains I got, and the less able I am to do things that I used to do. That ain't going to be the case in heaven. And we're kind of off the lesson. But anyway, uh, 23rd verse. But before faith came, we were kept under the law, shut up under the faith, which should afterward be revealed. Before faith, before faith came, the Bible said faith come by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And uh, 
I'd heard, I'd heard preachers preach the gospel, and I mean some real good preachers. This church has been blessed ever since I was just a little kid with some of the best preachers that ever lived. That's my opinion, and I'm going to stick to it. And, uh, but God's blessed us real good. And now I'd heard gospel preaching all my life. But it just went in here and out over here, more or less. So that Sunday morning, Flavius Ash got up and God gave him a message. Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they, they said different people. And he said, Whom do you say that I am? And Peter said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And God allowed him to preach that to me that morning in power. And it went down in here. And I knew for a certainty that he was the Christ, the Son of the living God. And I still know that. I ain't treated him the best, but I, it goes through my mind pretty regular how good God's been to me. If all he had done was save me, I got the best that heaven had. And it just keeps, <laughs> the blessings just keep, keep adding up on top of that. If it's possible, that's, God, God's been way better to me than I deserve. But before faith came, now, the, he, Paul mentioned in one of our lessons just recently about uh, the Gentiles having not the, having not the law, are a law unto themselves, for they do by nature the things contained in the law. And uh, God God allowed, I believe, if you remember, and I mentioned this last time I taught, I think, uh, when Cain killed Abel, there was no written law at that time. Probably wasn't nobody that could have read it if there was. But Cain killed Abel, and God come looking for him. He said, where's your brother? And he said, am I my brother's keeper? And uh, God told him, said, his blood crieth out to me from the ground. And, and God penalized him for killing his brother. And God don't punish anybody where, there, where, there's, no, where there's no knowledge of sin there's no sin. So God, there was, there, was a, there was a law even before, well, the, the law, I'll, I'll say it this way. The law, the law is just the same as, as uh, all, the rest, all the rest of this. As far as I'm concerned, this right here, and we, we say, well, uh, Jesus come 2,000 years ago. We got that part right here. And Paul and Peter and them guys wrote theirs after that. But all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. This right here is just eternal as God is. 
And I'm not talking about the paper this is made out of. I'm talking about the, the knowledge that's in it and God's Word. He's just as eternal as God is. And when he said God so loved the world, that's what he was talking about, that Christ stood as a lamb slain from the foundation of the world. It's ever been eternal. And I'll throw this in. I've said this before, but anything, anything that we do, anything that any of God's people do, when they're following the Spirit, is eternal. It'll last forever. Anybody got anything? beheld his glory as of the only begotten of the Father full of grace and truth and I, that's the day that's the day that he told me I was lost and he showed me the way out but we were kept under the law shut up under the faith I, now I, I couldn't I was shut up under the faith and, and it's by faith you can't, you can't get saved without faith. The Bible said without faith it's impossible to please God. And then faith come by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And uh, so the day, the day God spoke to me was the first time I'd had faith. I mean, I, you could ask me did I believe in God, and yeah, I, I had it in here. I'd been taught right. I had it up here, but it wasn't down here. But that day, God put it down here. He delivered. And I got that scripture wrote down here somewhere about the measure of faith. He delivers to every man the measure of faith. I believe ever. The grace of God, the Bible said, that bring us salvation hath appeared to all men. <clears throat> he, he, he delivered the measure of faith, either has or will, to every man that's ever been born or ever will be born. And don't ask me how God operates that. When I was teaching young people's class, that was one of the big... Most asked questions, you get talking about God reaches out to everybody and they want to know how did he reach the American Indians before the white people got here. And uh, there wasn't no church here. I told them, I don't, I don't understand that, I don't know. But them Indians talked about the great spirit, so I imagine they knew. 
And I know that God, I know God give them an opportunity. And I'll, I'll just leave it at that because God done it. And what, what God says, he said, the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. I'll take his word over anybody. If he said it, I believe it. And, uh, but the, we were kept under the law till, till the gospel come to us and delivered the measure of faith. And then it was up to us. The law said we were sinners. The gospel said we could get out of that. We could be saved by the grace of God. And uh, I thank God for His grace. Anybody else got anything? Wherefore, the law was our schoolmaster, not done mentioned this one, to bring us unto Christ that we might be justified by faith. The law brought us, but the faith that God delivered to us through the gospel uh, justified us. When we trusted, when, when we trusted in Him, we had to use the faith that he gave us. Like the day I was talking about my, my experience, I could have stood and held on to that bench and stayed right there and maybe died and went to hell. That would have been my end if I hadn't got saved somewhere along the line. But God had mercy on me. And that, that's why it is so important if God gives you something to do, it just seemed like a little thing. And it, now, going and talking to somebody or going and asking somebody if they need to come to the altar is not a little thing. I've had to do that a few times. And that's not easy. But where would I be? Where would I be today, maybe, if Edna Mason hadn't followed the Lord? I've wondered about that, and it and it don't look good. And uh, so I, I thank God for her following the Lord and 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 the rest of the church. For the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ that we might be justified by faith. But after that faith has come, we are no longer under a schoolmaster. Now, if, if people are not careful, they'll, they'll read these Lessons like, like this one and, and the last few that we've had, they say, well, the, the law was done away with. We don't have to keep that no more. And, and it's like 
I've heard, I've heard people say, well, uh, some of these Baptist churches think you get saved and, and you can do anything you want to and still go to heaven. And I thank God that that's the case. Now, I want to explain myself. God, God never intended for any of us after that we got saved, God didn't intend for any of us to sin. Now, he knew we were going to, but it wasn't his intention. The Bible told me to keep myself unspotted from the world and to lay aside every weight and the sin that does so easily beset us and run with patience the race is set before us looking on to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despised the shame, and is set down at the right hand of God. But Jesus paid our debt that we could have life, and he expects us to try our best. And this is, this is, what, this is the whole matter of us living good, trying to live right, trying to keep God's laws. He wants us to do our very best to get our people in. Did you ever hear, and I've heard this in, way back years ago, did you ever hear anybody say, well, if that's, if that's what that church is like, I got, I'm just as good as they are. I don't want nobody talking about me like that. I'd like to be able to, I'd like to think that, I, that I've been a help to somebody or will be. And I believe that's what God want, expects out of every one of us. He expects us to do the very best that we can so that first of all, we, it'll, show, it'll show up to our families. Them's the people we're the closest to. And the thing of it is, if, you, if you're living like the devil and kind of trying on the sly, trying to keep it hid, your family will know about it. And God expects us to be a light to them and to everybody else that we come in contact with. You go to work every day or whatever, or you go to school, wherever, wherever you go, with the people you're with. God expects us to be a light to them. And I, I don't you don't necessarily have to preach to people all the time to be a light. But if God gives it to you, give it to them. Yeah. But the, the big thing, the real big thing, is to live your life where they'll listen when you do have something to say. So God wants us to be a light to our people. That's why he left the church here. If, if we didn't have a job here, if God didn't have a reason for us being here, the day I got saved, he could have took me on over on the other side. And, he'd, and, and I, believe, I believe 
Well, the Bible said God hath pleasure in the death of his saints. He's, I believe God's tickled to death when he can take one of us home. When our work's over, our trouble's over, then we can go on over on the other side. And God's tickled to death. And he could have he done that the, that Sunday morning I got saved. As soon as I got saved, he, the angels could have whisked me away over on the other side. But I had a little bit of work to do while I'm here. I had somebody, so there was somebody down the line that I could be a help to. And God, so God left me here for that reason. And when my work's over, I'm on my way. But after faith has come, we're no longer under a schoolmaster. You don't have to, we're not lost anymore. We don't, he, the, law, the law has no more, don't have any dominion over us. The law before was telling us we was lost, we was guilty. When Jesus took the sin out of my, out of my soul, he took the guilt away. It's never been there again. Now I've I've been I've been guilty in here a few times, a whole a whole bunch of times, and how I've had to repent a lot of times. But that'll keep going on till I leave here, I guess. For ye are the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. So. By grace through faith we're saved. And the, the wages of sin is death, and the gift of God's eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. For as many as you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Now, I believe everybody here probably understands this. But now I I got baptized, I didn't get baptized in in a Baptistry, but I got baptized in the river down on 65. And uh, that, when, when the preacher dunked me under the water and I come back up, that wasn't to put on Christ. Nobody, nobody never has or never will put on Christ through the water baptism. Amen. Now, people ought to do it. Yeah. We need to follow Jesus in baptism. But John, John said, told them people, said, there's one mightier than I coming. said, I indeed baptize you with water. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I. He'll baptize you with the fire and the Holy Ghost. That's the baptism it takes to put on Christ. Amen. The, the sin has to come out of your life and Jesus moves in. And, uh, and then you're eligible for, for the preacher to take you down in the pond and, and baptize you. Let people, let people know uh, the day I got, I don't know how everybody else is, but when I got saved, I, I wanted to get baptized. 
I was kind of in a hurry, I guess. And I've told a lot of times I didn't I didn't really like to come to church before that. I just I'd come people ask me or when we was little, mom and dad made us come. Made us sit still and be quiet and so on, and I didn't like that. But the day I got saved, that Sunday morning I got saved, I couldn't wait till church time Sunday night to come back. And it, it was that way a long time. And ever and and we were having we were having the church was having prayer meeting people's houses just about every night. And I went to every one of them I could. I couldn't get enough. And when when my heart's where it ought to be, that's the way I am now. Now sometimes we get a little lazy and uh, don't live the way God wants us to and, and we we're not we're not like that. But uh There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither bond nor free, there is neither male nor female, for ye are all one in Christ Jesus. And Peter said one place that I perceive God's no respecter of persons. And uh, if you've been saved by the grace of God, the part that's saved is neither bond to free, Jew nor Greek, uh, black or white, or whatever, you're God's. And, and what we are in the flesh don't matter anyway, as long as we're living for the Lord. Because he's going to change, I quoted it a while ago, he's going to change our vile body in the resurrection, make it just like his. And whatever, the Bible said it doth not appear what we shall be, but we know we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And uh, that, that'll satisfy me. I don't care what, what it looks like. And the pictures you see of Jesus, who knows? Who knows if those are accurate? I have no idea. But I'll tell you what. When when he when he comes in the eastern skies, I'll know him. Whether I'm still standing here, if I'm standing here, if I if I'd happen to be standing right here, and Jesus split the eastern sky, I believe that building had opened up, and we could all see him coming. And we'll know him. I knew him that Sunday morning. I, I was 15 years old and I'd never, never seen him. 
and I've never seen him with these eyes. But when he spoke to me that Sunday morning, I knew him. I knew who it was. So one of these days, one of these days, whether whether I'm out on Fairmont Road or standing here or over at my house in Crottersville, I'll see Jesus coming and I'll go to meet him in the air. That's beyond imagination. I've often thought, Joe, there's a, there's a bunch of people buried in that graveyard down there that I look up to. And that's going to be a that's going to be a hallelujah meeting when we get up to go meet the Lord. And if you be Christ, then, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise? Abraham's seed, when God told him his seed would be a blessing to all nations, he was talking about Jesus. If we're, if we're saved, we're, we're the seed of Abraham by faith and heirs according to the promise. What time is it? Okay, I want to read this next verse and then I'll quit. Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, differeth nothing from a servant, though he be lord of all, but is under tutors and governors until the time appointed of, of the father. And and I heard somebody say something a while ago about, yeah, in that prayer a while ago about being raised by this church. And, and God God put us in a, every one of us has been saved and got saved in this church. God put us in a real good one. And they, they've raised it and still are. And when we get grown up, this is this kind of the thought I had, and I, don't, I didn't know how to express it. But when we get grown up, we're ready to go to heaven. We're ready to take over our what, what we've been given, the heirship. God, God made us heirs with Christ. And when we get grown up, we'll be ready to take over that. 